Welcome to Gestational Diabetes Club. I'm your host, Helena, dietitian, nutritionist, vegetable enthusiast, and big fan of strong coffee and dark chocolate. Join me here each week to chat about all things gestational diabetes. We'll cover everything you need to know about your nutrition, lifestyle, and all the messy bits in between so that you can feel empowered to optimize your blood sugar, grow a healthy baby, and create sustainable healthy habits to last a whole lifetime without the stress, overwhelm, guilt, or confusion. Thanks so much for joining me, and I hope you love it here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Gestational Diabetes Club. Now, I think I've clickbaited you a little bit here, um, and if you know me, if you follow me on Instagram, and if you don't, then come do it. I'm at nutrition.by.helena, but you'll know that I don't normally like to demonize any foods or say that you can't have any particular foods with gestational diabetes, but I do have to say there is one food that I'm not sure would be the best idea for you to have regularly, and I, I, you know, I don't think that a once-off would kill you, but I just don't think that it's a great one for really anybody to be having, let alone somebody with gestational diabetes. So let's talk about acai bowls. Now, the only reason that I'm talking about this is because I saw it come up on a Facebook support group where you know that I like to go and lurk in there and see what the questions are. And somebody asked about acai bowls and wanting to know if they should have an acai bowl or whether it would be too much fruit. And I'm going to be honest with you. Like I said, I'm not normally hard line about anything, but for this one, I'm going to say no, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> you know, it's also on my mind because I recently saw a cafe menu. It had all of their calories listed on there, which, you know, there's pros and cons to that. But anyway, I normally wouldn't go into too much depth about calories and things either. Everyone's got their own varied needs and a lower calorie food is not automatically better and all that sort of stuff, right? And, and again, a one-off high calorie meal was not going to ruin any of your progress or anything like that. So I don't like to focus on that too much. And I'm I'm also not usually very surprised by high calorie contents of foods in cafes and restaurants because I'm pretty well versed in nutrition and really familiar with this. And, you know, it's it's going to happen. They use a whole lot of extras like fats and oils and things like that to make their food taste amazing. It does taste amazing. And sometimes they use really beautiful, healthy ingredients, but it just does make it a higher calorie, energy-dense food. That's okay. It's only occasional. But this one actually really shocked me. So I'm not going to specify the numbers, but this acai bowl on the cafe menu had a chaotic amount of calories in it. And it was the highest calorie thing on the menu, which really might surprise you, like well over and above the big breakfast and the waffles and the pancakes and the brekkie burger. Higher calorie than all those things by quite a bit. And and again, I'm not here to demonize food, but doing some quick mental maths about, you know, that acai bowl, it, it's kind of problematic that it's that high calorie. But also given that an acai bowl is based on a lot of fruit and often topped with a whole lot of other high sugar things like granola, I'd estimate that this could easily be close to, if not over, like 100 grams of carbs. Now for context, two slices of bread is about 30 grams of carbs if they're relatively small slices. So that's massive. That's a massive amount of glucose going into your system. And again, I'm not demonizing fruit. I'm not demonizing acai bowls, but I don't think taking in a carb load that high is going to sit very well with your blood sugar. It's really asking a lot of anybody's pancreas, let alone somebody's that is already working over time 
to handle that. So I'll also bear in mind that this acai bowl in particular was probably loaded with other things like coconut and chia seeds and nut butters and whatnot and might have had some protein powder or something in there, which are all types of fats, um, the protein powder obviously being protein. And we know that fats and protein can help to buffer a rise in blood sugar because they slow down digestion. So therefore, it takes longer to break that food down, longer for the glucose to get released into your bloodstream, and so you'll see a slower rise. Um, but even in saying that, I would say that this meal is probably going to spike your blood sugar. And even if we like look aside from blood sugar, it's just not a very nutritious thing to be having. Like even if it was very loaded with fats and it wasn't even that high carbohydrate, like it's still a whole lot of fat for your system to try and process as well, regardless of how healthy those fats are. So I don't know. I'm just I'm not a massive fan. And I, I thought this might be a good way to talk about the concept of glycemic load and glycemic index as well. Because even even if this was relatively balanced in terms of having some protein, some healthy fats and it had some carbs in there from the fruit and whatnot, and it wasn't super high carb, and it's got the protein and it's got the fats to buffer it out, let's say. So those other components are really helpful to make it a bit lower GI, right? So lower glycemic index, less likely to spike your blood sugar. But we've got to think about context, which is kind of the concept of glycemic load. And if we think about the total volume of this meal, it's huge. And so that's probably still going to have a significant impact on your blood sugar. And it's like if you thought about bread, right? If you chose a low GI bread, and it would be low GI because it's used a whole grain flour, which adds fiber, and it's got a whole lot of seeds in there, which adds some protein and fats. So we know that the slice of bread is low GI, right? But if you ate the whole loaf of bread, you're still getting in such a big volume of carbs, regardless of whether it's low GI or not. And so a glycemic load would be high, and therefore it's going to still have a significant impact on your blood sugar, right? If you ate a whole loaf of bread, your blood sugar, you would expect to go up. And so I think it's kind of similar when you're thinking about an acai bowl. So even if it's relatively well balanced, it, like if it's something that is that high calorie, then it's likely that the overall glycemic load of that, given that it is based on mostly those kinds of fruity ingredients, is likely to be really high and is likely to impact your blood sugar. Okay. Now, the other thing that I want to note here is that some people in the comments were saying that they had eaten acai bowls, tested their levels, and they'd been fine at that two-hour check. So I feel like a couple of things could be happening here. So A, it is just really well balanced, and it's you know an acai bowl that's not the same as the one that I saw on that cafe menu, and it's well balanced, and it's not a huge amount of carbs, and it is actually just fine. Cool. No worries. Or it is a huge amount of carbs, and you've already spiked by the time you've checked it at that two hours and it's already gone, like your blood sugar's already gone super high and then crashed all the way back down again. That could have happened. Or it's really high fats and it's taking ages for your body to process. And so when you test at that two hour mark, your blood sugar is still actually climbing and then it's going to continue to climb all day and you might get frustrated like, why are my blood sugars like all out of whack all of a sudden when it's like the evening or even the next day? So that could happen too. And that could happen with any type of food when you don't really know what's gone into it. But I think um, sometimes just being mindful that that two-hour check might not be accurate depending on the makeup of the meal that you've had. 
Okay, now again, this is not demonizing carbs, we're not demonizing fruit, we're not demonizing acai bowls, in particular fruit. I want to mention that because I just, I thought we were past this, but I keep seeing things talking about how bad fruit is for our blood sugar and that fruit apparently turns toxic in our body and all this sort of stuff. It's a load of rubbish. Fruit is amazing. I know there are so many health benefits associated with fruit. It is, you know, the You've got to think about fruit, like the more colorful the food is, and in particular, the darker the fruit is. So think about things like grapes and berries. We know that the more nutrients and the more antioxidants there are in there. And antioxidants in particular are amazing. They basically protect cells from damage. Very relevant when you're pregnant and you're literally growing a baby out of cells, okay? And you want those cells to stay as healthy as possible. And you want to give your baby the very best chance, the very best start in life. So you really want to protect those cells from damage and your own cells, because that means we're reducing the risk of things like cancer and those chronic diseases like diabetes in the longer term. So I couldn't recommend eating fruit more, right? But I would say you need to space it out because we know that it does come with carbohydrates, which again, are not the enemy. We're not afraid of carbs. We just need to know how to pair them well with other foods like protein and fat types of foods. So fruit with like Greek yogurt and some nuts and seeds or something like that, a better option than just having a really big load of fruit on its own. So I would say space it out and pair it with other things and maybe stick to like two to three pieces of fruit per day. And the the only reason I really say that is because if you're having more fruit than that, then you're probably not getting Um, enough of other foods in your diet it's probably displacing your intake of other foods that you need as well so that's the only reason I would really put a limit on it but I would say that having an acai bowl is just too much at once and potentially not balanced out particularly well so that's that's why I would say they're probably not your best choice okay and we're not demonizing them I think they would be totally fine to have occasionally Um, but you could probably make better choices so I think that you'd be smarter to choose something else on the menu if that was you in that situation, like having some eggs on toast with a side of veggies or even if you really wanted the acai bowl because you love them, totally order it, but maybe share it with somebody and have a smaller portion of it alongside something like your eggs on toast um, or whatever, whatever else you want to order that's a little bit better balanced and then you can have it almost as a nice dessert or fruity side perfect or even make your own at home so that you can balance out the portion size and make sure you do have those right proportions of things like protein and healthy fats going into it so there's there's also probably certain places that make much more wholesome options that are nice and balanced I don't really know about them I've never eaten an acai bowl in my life I have to be honest so I don't know where the really excellent places are to go and get them but it's hard when you don't have an opportunity to see the, the ingredients or the nutritional breakdown and you just have to kind of trust your judgment, okay? So I don't know, I just think acai bowls, let's keep them occasional or let's be smart about how you're having them. So I'm really sorry if you love them, but that's my take. Now I hope this helped and we will chat again soon. Bye. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't already, please make sure that you subscribe or hit the plus button so that you can get new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every week. And if you did find this episode useful, I would appreciate it so, so much if you could leave a rating and review or share it with a friend. 
It helps me reach more people so that I can help them take some of the stress out of gestational diabetes too. And if you want to keep learning about all things gestational diabetes, head to my website to find all the ways that I can support you. Thanks so much. Chat soon. Bye.